What's up? This is the JJN Show with Josh, with Jacob, with Nick. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the JJN Show. I just want to start the podcast off today by saying it is 9-11, and uh, we just want to say, you know, today is a pretty, I don't know, impactful day, I guess, on a lot of people in the in the country, so... Just know that we're thinking about anybody out there that who may have lost a loved one on today or had to go through any sort of hard times because of that. And yeah, so we're back. Another episode. I guess I'll start with the song of the week because I'm pretty hyped about it. Have you guys heard it? Are you going to say it? It's called New Light by John Mayer. I just kind of recently started listening to John Mayer. He kind of (laughs) slaps. He's an incredible guitar player. Yeah. (laughs) He kind of slaps. He's all right. John Mayer is okay at music. He has some good songs, yeah. Okay, I guess I'll go then. My song of the week is Sedona by Houndmouth. I haven't heard of it, nor is it on this Google Doc. Mine is what, Midnight what Sky Google by Miley Cyrus. What'd you say? What Google Doc are oh, you on? Oh, man, he's still on August, isn't he? Oh, uh-huh, you're on August? Weak oh, sauce, bro. Nice, I already like updated all of this stuff. Great, now how am I supposed to go back and look at our past episode notes if we change Oh my things? gosh, okay, just keep going. <laughs> I'll I'll go into the September one and update it. Well, we've got some updates for social media. So we've decided to make some changes. The first one is there's no longer a Twitter account. Here's the thing. Our daily quotes were sick, but at the end of the day, I wasn't getting much use out of them. We didn't have a huge following on Twitter and which just wasn't something I was super interested in growing. So no more Twitter. However, our Instagram is still live and we're posting more on that. The Spotify playlist is still going as well. Might be coming down soon as well. I want to focus more on areas of social media that we're actually making an impact in and just kind of work on driving those areas. So wait, if you're going to you, take the Spotify playlist down, I'm getting to it. That's sad. Just say you it. Just say it. You're like a listener. One second to put stuff on there. I like that playlist. Yeah. Well, I fall behind like, every time by two weeks. Anyways, Just, it takes a, a listener, second. Do it after the show. Go into your Spotify that and add you it in there. Like the Spotify playlist. Otherwise, I'm either taking it down or giving it to Josh to deal with. Next, YouTube. We're growing that as well. So follow it. The JJN Show. Josh has a sick video coming out on September 14th and there's already two videos up. I have a couple ideas and I'm making a few right now as well. So this fall, we're going to be releasing a few. So it's going to be sweet. TikTok, JJN show. And then email questions as always, JJN show pod at gmail.com. So last week I interviewed Kate Lobby and that episode blew up by the way. I was just going to say, Kate, if you're listening right now, that episode has 10 more listens in one week than we typically get on an episode in two weeks. So yeah, props to you and thanks for coming on and getting our engagement levels up. That was super cool. So hopefully it'll go up even more now since this is the it's best, been out for a week. This That's is the best, the best episode we've had in like we've had 10 so episodes. Far, yeah. 51 plays. Yeah. Crazy. It's a great episode. So give that a listen if you haven't yet. I plugged it a lot because I liked it a lot. So not that I don't. Never mind. Anyways, moving on to email questions. So we have a couple. Of course, I didn't have the Gmail pulled up. I want to start <laughs> with one I received from, and he said we could say his name. And I felt bad because I received this on September 1st, like the day after we recorded our last podcast or like very soon after we recorded our last podcast. And I was like, oh, I really want to answer this now, but I couldn't. 
I need to wait. But I emailed him anyways. But anyways, so here's the question, and it's from Jonathan Voke. Shout out. Woo. So he said, hey, guys, I've been trying to get caught up on all of your episodes and absolutely loving all of it. Great content, and it's inspiring me to get back on track with goal setting. I've been treading water with workout goals since my marathon was canceled about a month ago and decided to pull the trigger on starting 75 hard. Excited to see what keeping myself accountable will accomplish. First of all, it's crazy that he's pulling trigger on 75 hard. Although I'm really excited to talk to someone about it, so I'm hoping he's still doing it and still kicking butt. And the he goes on to then say, a question for you guys as well. Do you have a favorite route for when you're training for long runs, or do you try to find a different route regularly? Do you think it's important to have new scenery while you're training? Do you th- think you perform better in familiar settings? Keep up the good work. Thanks, John. It's good to hear from you. I haven't seen you in a, in a while, so we will have to get you on the pod. We can talk about 75 hard, or I'll come come visit you, and we can record a video of you absolutely kicking my butt in some kind of weight training or literally any other fitness activity. What do you guys think of who wants to take a crack at answering his question? I will. All right. I think it's definitely easier like if you keep running the same routes, I think it's going to get easier and easier on those same routes, which isn't necessarily a good thing just because like, say you have like a six mile loop that you do every day. It's got like one hill in it or something. You're going to like memorize that loop. And eventually it's going to like, you're going to almost like strategically know how to run that loop faster and faster than the last time versus if you keep changing up your terrain it's not you know if you keep changing your terrain you're not gonna like you're just gonna like run i don't know there's not gonna be any like strategy to it i guess but um so i think it is kind of important to try to switch it up as much as possible i know that's hard sometimes but um I do think it's important, but at the same time, it's like fine if you can't and you do like end up running the same, at least you're running, (laughs) even if it's on the same place, it might get kind of boring too, though, if you're just running the same place over and over again, which might make you not want to run, but that's how I look at it. And as for like the long, long run training, I like to go on gravel roads if i can or a trail oh yeah i think uh do you have a favorite route when you're training for long runs um not now but in high school i loved the oak lake run and john knows that route so (laughs) he did it with us and then uh currently a long run route uh not not really right now. Uh, I like doing long runs when I'm home, like at mom's house. And that's a change of scenery. But personally, I'm kind of a lazy runner, and I don't change up my routes enough. The, the most change that I get on my routes usually is like doing them, you know, backwards if I want to change it up. So I it's definitely something that I could work on. And I was trying to make a point this summer when I started 5k training to like drive places and run on trails and you know change up my routes in that way but um, I haven't done that because I haven't been running because my knee's broken Um, but I do think it's important for me at least to change my scenery while I'm running it might not be for other people I think what Nick's point brought up was was a good point about memorizing the route and knowing how to run that and like if you do a six mile run and it's all flat and then you go and you sign up for a 10k and you think that you can run your 10k in 40 minutes but you signed up for a 10k that's hilly and you end up running it in 50 minutes because you've never run a hill in your life and then you're disappointed you know you have to take that into consideration and yes i think you can perform better in familiar settings I, you know, like home, it's for any sport. You look at the home team usually does better when they're at home and cross country and track 
usually you do better at home meets. Not if you're, you know, if you're, if your like course is bad or your track is bad, it might not be the case, but for the most part, I think in familiar settings, you do better and you have an advantage, slight advantage. Jacob. Yeah. I like to try to get out if I can and drive somewhere to do a run, but it need for me, it needs to be long enough where it's worth the drive. A lot of times, like right now, all my runs are kind of just 45 minutes in total time. So I'm kind of, I kind of think, well, if I, if I want to spend 35 to 45 total minutes of driving too, like, I don't know, it's just not really worth it for me. So a lot of times I'm just running on roads around my house. Although I will say for long runs, I almost think if you're running a long run for the first time, like if it's your first time running 10 miles or five miles or whatever it is that in those situations i'd almost recommend doing it in a comfortable setting your first time i wouldn't go to a new scenery but that's just my opinion uh just because if something were to happen in a new spot you're unfamiliar with like i don't know running out of food or water or something major happening on the run that's not good that'd be an issue as opposed to if you're just in a comfortable setting you'd be more relaxed too um Although I guess, I don't know, for the most part, I kind of just run in the same spot over and over again. And when I was in like the cities to quote unquote, change it up, I would take a left instead of a right in like a random spot and then Mm -hmm. just go the opposite direction. I I didn't change it up a ton, although I would, I would get bored with runs, even if they became easier for me, that specific route. And my friend and I would always try to find different things. So like where I lived and on use campus, I know like different lengths and routes like everywhere it seems like so it's got to kind of explore and do it what you're interested in yeah cool (laughs) any other questions well i thought we did have another one but i'll be completely honest i can't find it so here's the thing we're gonna move on to the next segment all right it's time for the novelty express so jacob Finished book segment. <clears throat> All right. Uh, you ready? Give us who it was and I'll get you timed. Yeah. So I finally read Made in America by Sam Walton. And Andy Frisella always talks about this book. So it's been on my list. So I finally read it. All right. Ready? Set? Go. The book is literally just a story about how Walmart was built by Sam Walton. And he talks about everything from the early stages of entering this big retail atmosphere and being called a nobody to absolutely demolishing the atmosphere through his hard work and culture building and being one of the richest families and well-known families ever. That went a little better than I thought it would. (laughs) I forgot how much time we were supposed to do. I did 20 seconds. Is that the norm? Yeah. I mean, we we dropped to 15 for a while. We weren't really getting much across. Here's the thing with this book. I don't know what the deal was, but I wasn't as big of a fan of it as I was hoping I could have been. I don't know. He kind of jumped around a lot, and it was, for me, hard to follow, which I don't know what the, why I had such a hard time with it, but that's just that's the truth on the matter, man. But it was a pretty good book, and the, la- or the last like chapter of the book was pretty good, and he did some like key takeaways from his time and all this junk and reflecting, and his just story is pretty unique, but he's another dude that literally worked so much yeah but it, yeah what's what's your funny. review what's like your how many stars out of ten? Uh, six. six i definitely read better better business books hey since we're talking about books have you guys read finding ultra by rich roll yeah we both read that no, one before you did oh you didn't read that book nick no oh, I wait a minute read, i'm I thinking of no, no no i'm thinking of uh the scott jerick book oh I, I, I listened to Finding Ultra. I didn't read it. Okay. I'm, I just started it, and I can tell it's going to be amazing because I, I, I lasted love... through the first 50 pages in, like, no time. Yeah, I listened to that book uh, during long runs, speaking of which, actually. And, Finding Ultra you did? Yeah, I would always listen to it during long runs because I had it on sense. Audible. And hmm. I love Rick. I love Rich Roll and I love his podcast. His voice is just so soothing. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it is. <laughs> so I'm excited. That'll be my finished book segment at some point. I'm reading three books right now, though, so we'll see which one gets finished first. I'm assuming it'll be that one. What? what? Hello? 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 Uh, okay. Random thoughts and questions. Let's move on. I moved my random thought and question to the top of the list because it's the most recent thing that I could that that's come up uh, and I feel like it we it deserves to be talked about on our podcast um, but it's that literally I think yesterday it was announced or at least I found out yesterday that the University of Minnesota is cutting the men's track and field team outdoor and indoor track and field team and along with that they're also cutting men's gymnastics and men's tennis and obviously it's because of financial stuff uh, and I've done a little bit of research but um, not a ton and so I, but I, I still think we need to talk about it on this podcast um, between the three of us as runners as two of us who went to the U um, who didn't you know run for the U but we know some people who did uh, like Matt Welch the first interview he ran for the U um, and Nick I don't know if you ever really considered going to the U, but I it was it yeah, was a potential option that you could have. It was an have, option, but yeah. you ended up not. And well, pretty good thing you didn't. Good thing I didn't. <laughs> but I just wanted to. What I wanted to talk about was, and you know, maybe I'll plead ignorance to this because there maybe there isn't enough information to research right now. But uh, I just I couldn't find a reason why they did this you know obviously the reason they give was because of financial issues right but what i don't understand is how can this gigantic university first of all i don't know how much money they make but it's got to be an absurd amount of money that the u makes and uh, i'm also kind of speaking on frustration and usually I think, you know, you should wait to speak on things or to say opinions and that sort of thing until you've kind of cooled down. But I'm not going to because it happened yesterday and I'm not going to talk about this in two weeks. I think we should talk about it now. But what I read was uh, basically the paragraph. I think it was straight from their open letter. I think it all it said, and I'm summarizing here, was that those three teams, the men's indoor and outdoor track and field team, the men's gymnastics team, and the men's tennis team are not revenue generating, you know, they're not streams of income for the U, okay? And, you know, that kind of makes sense because it's track, gymnastics, and tennis. Like, you know, it's no secret that not as many people pay attention to those gophers as they do the football gophers, right? But... Correct. The thing that I read was it's only going to save them. Oh, no, no. It, I think it said cutting those teams is going to save the U millions of dollars. So I don't like, am I missing something? Like, like, does that sound weird to you guys too, that they're not revenue generating, but cutting them is going to save. But how much money do they spend on dollars. these teams? It make sense. Yeah. What are they spending? Like, and then only 58 student athletes are a part of this cut 58 student athletes so cutting this thing and screwing these 58 guys out of their their sport you know they went to the u and now they're going to either have to stay there not as an athlete and not pursue this athletic goal and dream that they had or transfer somewhere else which is a whole nother you know who knows how difficult that can be but cutting these 58 people and these four sports is going to uh, like there's got to be more cuts coming, I'm assuming, right? Like, I just don't understand how right. this can save the U millions of dollars. And another thing is, like, maybe they shouldn't have built, you know, all of this crazy stuff that they built. Like, and I understand COVID and everything has an effect on that, but I don't know. I feel like from my point of view, from the outside, from what I've observed, and please, if anybody hears this, and can educate me better. I would love for that, you know, for that information to come my way. But 
like the from my start at the U from in 2015 until now, the amount of and I only know what happened to like the track and stuff, but like the amount of stuff they've already done to lower these sports on the totem pole. I don't even know what they did to the gym if they've done stuff to gymnastics and tennis or other teams, but like that's just this, it's just so frustrating. It's annoying. I don't understand. And I've seen uh you know people post about it. U of M alumni post about it mm-hmm. and like Ben Blankenship, did you see his yeah, post? He happy. doesn't <laughs> even he doesn't even want to be associated with the University of Minnesota anymore. And somebody posted about uh you know like i don't want to compare sports because i think the sports are good but like the difference between a certain sport at the u not going to name the sport but and how their success has been with the sport compared to the track and field team and this is only the track and field team i don't know what's come out of gymnastics and tennis probably even more but this sport particular sport has produced <laughs> what and then the track team has produced you know olympians they've got an ncaa title they've gotten however many big 10 titles they've gotten all these things and they're just gonna cut this like it just is so frustrating it, yeah from a biased obviously person who that's the sport that I love tr- running and track and field. And then I feel bad also for gymnastics and tennis. Like, it's just not fair that these smaller sports are getting, I don't know. Like if I was an athlete there, I would be so, so frustrated and I would be out of there so fast transferring. Like I would not. And as an alumni, I'm just disappointed. I, and there's other things that I've been disappointed with from the U, uh, from my time there. And it's just like, man, you know, uh, what the heck? Yeah. I just wanted to, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that, but. I don't have a ton to elaborate on, honestly. I, I mean, obviously we're all biased on this subject. I don't know. I have like, I have different qualms with the, with some of the things that the U has done. And I had a, I have a friend, Keen, I have a friend that's, involved in extracurriculars there and i've heard stories about just ways that his extracurriculars have gotten gypped because they're not not even sports but like smaller activities you know and it's just like yeah i just don't understand some of the thought processes it's just not fair but i don't know well i just don't want to like jump in the other thing that they go ahead the other thing that they that they said in their letter was that these top coaches, you know, like of the revenue generating sports, these top coaches all agreed to take a 10% pay cut. And they made it sound like this great thing, but like like one of the coaches salary that I found is making three and a half million dollars. A 10% pay cut cuts it down from like 3.5 to like 3.2 you know like i don't it's just it's, and then not to mention these athletes i'm sure there's not any position for any track and field employees anymore i imagine right if they're cutting the team there will be no coaches right there will be no assistance there will be you know it's not just the student athletes that are getting cut out it's the people that coach them and work with them and trainers and that's i don't understand too, how so. the the u of m arguably or i don't think it's arguably i mean it's the it's the minnesota school like it's the biggest school how does that like the gophers the face of minnesota collegiate sports i don't understand how they can cut i mean even if they're small sports they're pretty big sports and like hindsight of things you know I just don't understand that how it's even possible for real. Yeah. Well, and look at who's come from them too. Like, can you name how many people can you name from the U of M? And obviously we follow running, but like how many people can you name from the U of M unless you're like 60 or 70 years old back when like the, it was only like football, baseball, basketball, you know, that sort of thing. But like, I don't know any athletes that have come from the U. Yeah. I mean, 
I really. I like know in bigger of, sports. I think six. One from basketball and five from football, but that is mainly because the one from basketball is in my grade, and the five from football were also all graduated the same year I graduated. I I don't know. Oh, yeah, and their pronoun. Yeah, there's they're two like players on the the NFL and the NBA. Yeah, there's two players on the Bucks. Would we know their names. Two on the no, there's three on the Bucks, I believe, playing with Brady, and there's hmm. two on the Giants. Okay, well, I didn't. But that was also partly I don't know be... who they are. <laughs> Maybe it's because well, they're I do not think in Fleck has done bracket, but like something really. Like, I think he really has grown our football team. But that's a different conversation. Oh, no. I mean, I'm he not like has. taking away from the fact that yeah. what happened shouldn't have happened or anything. I definitely right. think it's messed up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I'm. I don't want to see. I'm sure and, other schools are going to be doing it too, and these sports oh, yeah. are going to be the first on the cutting list. Is which it is, just is it because of COVID? Is that like the main the main it's, thing? Yeah, it's definitely true. I think that's what they're saying. Yeah, because a lot of the reasons they're cutting is because of COVID. That's so yeah. weird because these are the sports that I but feel like something would be that you should have yeah, thought about was going to keep happening. Too. Yeah. But something else is like the U cutting track. No, that There's and not, then like what about women? I feel like team? like why would you why would you run cross no, country exactly. if you can't run track? Why like that would it, as if I was looking at schools and they had a cross country team but not a track team. I mean, I know that you can. Can't you like practice and still like run unattached? Yeah, well, I was actually looking. I'm not going to say what school it was, but I was looking at... I actually took an official visit to a school that only technically had a cross-country team, but they said they go and do... Like, they go... Yeah, they, they do do, like, track meets, though. They just don't really do it... Yeah, more more so unattached, but they still do it. At least that school did, but I don't know if that's... I don't think you can do that though. What if if your team gets cut? Like, how does that work? Yeah, there will. I mean, you won't have a coach, right? So maybe cross. I feel like most people that go to the U though aren't the kind of people that are gonna want to only run cross country. They're definitely yeah, and definitely trying to run track. What I was gonna say though is that like if I was on a girls team, I feel like I would be pissed about this too, and I feel like that's gonna cause a lot of girls to want to transfer too. Ah, it's gonna be issues because all the coaches are getting. Well, I mean, who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen next? They might start cutting the women's teams too. I don't know. This was only these are only three men's sports. I can't imagine it's gonna save the U that much money to only cut these three men's sports. I, there's got to be more coming. Man, it's not like we're paying a crap ton in so, tuition you know, to go there I either. imagine women's track, gymnastics, and tennis you know will come right. too. I'm fed up enough. Let's move on. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, how many, so much. How many people go to the U? And I don't want to... Like, 50,000? Well, I mean, you know, the U is always asking me for money as an alumni, and I have never received anything about saving the track team, saving yeah. these, you know. <laughs> so, uh. anyways, we can move on. But I just felt that was, as running passionate people in this podcast, I feel like we needed to talk about that. And, you know, I really hope that the next time we record, we're not talking about other big schools doing the same thing, but... <laughs> We'll see, I guess. Wow. Well, on a different note, we have a bunch of things here to talk about. I think they're all good. So on a different note, I heard in a podcast, <laughs> uh, Running Rogue with, that's Jason Fitzgerald, correct? Josh? Uh, he, he had a specific so, yeah. long run episode that was really good. But anyways, him, him and his guest, I forget the guest's name, they're talking about, the guest was talking about how he'll go out and coach people sometimes. And... Uh, oh, these can go together. Sorry, I'm kind of talking. I'm kind of thinking out loud at the same time. So he said two different things. The first was that he would coach people 
and people would sometimes come in either towards the end after you know like the rest of the group had came in or like he would go on a run and end up running and getting done earlier before certain people or whatever and the people towards the end would come in and apologize for going a certain speed or being like yeah sorry like sorry i ran so much slower and like held you up or whatever and he just talked about how like i mean it's specifically him as a coach but i know myself as i'm trying to like kind of grow something coaching wise and i like to work out with people and stuff as well so i i feel this but I feel like you should never apologize for that because if someone goes out with you to run, whether it's a coach or just a friend, and if they were to ever get mad at you for going at a pace that you had to go at, like, screw that person first of all. Like, get rid of them because that's just – I don't know why they would yeah, do that. Screw you know? them. But I just – I used to be – like, I, I feel like I even apologized to Nick before. <laughs> so, like – I've been that person and I know for sure in high school and I would be like, yeah, sorry. I'm like, yeah, you apologized to me. Like when we were doing that half marathon, you were like, man, I'm just holding you back. And I was like, I literally have said like multiple times. I don't. Yeah. Care. Well, that's, like, that's my point though. I'm trying to tell this to myself and anyone else that's, else that's <laughs> like me. You don't need to apologize for that thing. So that's kind of, Chances are if you're going out and running with somebody whose level of running is way higher than yours, like you or me going out for a run with Nick or anybody else, like the the reason that you're running together is like for fun, for social. That person isn't going out there or like maybe they're going to push you or pace you for fun. Like something yeah. like that. It's not you're going out there for fun you're not going out there to try to compete with this person that you have no chance of competing with and it's not like yeah i mean we weren't even like going i don't know it's kind of a different uh, i guess this is like a different point but yeah it's like we decided we were going to do this half marathon together because i never up until this point i still haven't ran one and i didn't see the point in going like crazy fast for myself or anything <laughs> I know that you were doing a long run and we were both home. So I just thought it would be like fun to go run. And it's not like, it's not like running. We were running like slow either. We were running like, yeah, I think like I right, finished it was like, like right by my PR, <laughs> but that was partly you pacing me though too. But no, I know what you're saying. I, I don't know. I just thought that was important to bring up because I know that I've been that way. And I just think that you – and I know people that I've ran with too that have apologized. And you just don't. You don't need to feel sorry. And like I said, if the person ever gave you a bad time or if I ever gave you a bad time, I hope I never have. But like screw them. And the other thing is in that same podcast – yeah, they, they don't run in the same podcast, like they talked about another thing that I've been guilty of. They talked about saying, I'm going to do only this many miles or oh, I'm only running, only oh, running this. Yeah, so there's too. two different things here that you Very need to guilty. understand. Because I've done this from two different perspectives. Quite frankly, I've done it from the, yeah, I'm only running half a mile perspective and... First of all, that's really rude to people who run lower mileages and that don't run fast, like far further. And then I've also done it from the perspective of, yeah, I'm only doing 10 today or I'm only doing eight today. You know, like, a, like that sounds super far to someone else to try to like sound, make myself sound better. Uh, and I quite honestly have been guilty of trying to make myself sound yeah, better. I'm guilty and of I don't want to be like too. that anymore. So those two ways I think that are good reasons why you shouldn't say only. The other reasons I also think is that if you are an earlier runner and you are running shorter distances than someone like Nick who's ran for a long time, you know, and you're going out for like a mile and you're talking to like myself or Nick and we're helping you or you're talking to another type of person that wants to help you, whatever the case is, don't ever say, yeah, I'm only doing this today. You need like, it's like, you should just own what you're doing, you know, whether it's a short run or long run, whatever, like 
just say I'm running this amount of miles. Don't ever try to put it off as something it's not, you know. Those are the two big things I wanted to. I think you should I think you should also do the same thing yeah. with time though too. Because I like I I've done it with distance. I still do it on accident with distance and I still do it with time on accident. I've pro- and I've probably done it on on the podcast. Said like, "Oh, I only ran you know, this many miles in this amount of time like um, but I try to do my best to fix that and I'm not I I'm not perfect, but I I also try to like tell other people that. So, you know, if I go out and I do 5 miles and I do it in I can't think of a good time. Let's say I go out and I do 3 miles and I say, yeah, somebody asks me, you know, how fast did you do it in? Well, it doesn't really matter. Or how what was your pace? It doesn't really matter. It's like but you know, I, I did it in like an eight minute pace. Oh wow. Like I did three miles the other day for the first time and I did it I only did it in like a twelve minute pace. Okay, but like how many people didn't do three miles the other day? So like twelve minute pace right. is better than not doing three miles. Or like with anything, like if you go and do a five K you should be careful about saying something like that because like, you know, Nick could say, oh yeah, I did a 5k, but it was so bad and blah, blah, blah. And I only got like well, a like 1730. And yeah. then like that makes Jacob and I feel like garbage because like RPR could be like a 1930 or a 20. And it's like, well, that's not bad for us. That's a record. That's great for us. And just because Nick can jog, well, I'm sorry that I'm like putting Nick as the example for this, but like just because anybody can jog a 5k in 18 minutes because they can compete it in 14 or 15 minutes doesn't mean that you are lesser because you jog a 5k in 25 minutes and compete at 20 or 21 minutes. Like it's, you it's the whole like you're competing against yourself kind of yep. a thing to think about. Agreed. And it, the last thing about that is like Keen talked about it in the first interview with Keen, and it's like thinking about while Nick has been competing and practicing and working on his running for half of his life, and you might have just started doing it two years ago, so it's not fair compare yourself with him or an olympian or anybody that can run a 5k or whatever right. 5 10 a marathon an hour faster than you like you, because you've only done one in your life that sort of a thing like you can constantly work to get better at it and run faster well, like especially want. don't don't compare yourself to an olympian because it's like there's a good chance that that's like I know, like, some Olympians, sure, they might have another job, but for lots of them, it's, like, that's their that's their job. It's, like, I don't know, do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're working at a desk for 40 hours a week as, like, an accountant, they're, yeah. they're running two-a-days, they're lifting weights, they're stretching. They're, they're like, they're running, doing, recovery. like, an hour of strength and conditioning doing another run you know it's like most of them nap in the middle of the day too like do their morning yeah, workout i mean it is a job recover nap in the middle of the day go do the afternoon workout eat specific like it's not i don't know you just have to be careful I think a lot of people think that yeah well that's a different that's a different uh topic too but yeah and it takes a mental toll on yourself like that won't help you saying like oh man i only did this I'm never going to be able to do that. Well, you're right. <laughs> if you say it like that and you think like that. Hey, it's like Will Tennyson says. <laughs> Shout out to Will Tennyson. We're going to reach out to him, dude. That's the goal. If you haven't watched Will Tennyson's videos, I will. If you haven't watched Will Tennyson's videos, highly recommend it because amazing. He is like top three favorite YouTubers right now, probably ever. I love him. Hmm. He's great. Um, he said there's no such thing as unrealistic goals. It's just no such thing as unrealistic goals, just 
unrealistic yeah, timelines, like time expectations. I thought that was a great quote. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's another one yeah. that's along those lines of like, what is it? People overestimate the amount they can do in a year, but underestimate the amount they can do in five years. Something like that. It's another good way to look at it. All right, let's move on yeah. to the to the Things take next time, thought. Basically. Josh, you just deleted yeah. the one, yeah. one, but like it kind of went with this last one, so we can talk about it. Oh, okay. Well, so that's why I deleted it. You originally had written down what to do when you're mentally off your game, and so another thing that I'm trying to incorporate into as I'm kind of learning and realizing that there's more to life than just accomplishing my own goals i want to help other people accomplish their goals and so through that i'm learning a bunch of different things but anyways so one of the guys i follow harrison zacker is a fitness dude and he's funny because he's minnesotan and he's just t- totally a minnesotan it's so funny listening to him talk like the way he t- he's like minnesota it's so <laughs> funny but he's like this ripped guy and uh has like a cool story about like you know living the college life and then kind of getting out of that null and discovering fitness and whatnot. Anyways, hopefully I can get him on the pod someday, but he lives in Minnesota too. So, and he has this never off track mindset kind of as his motto for all of his clients and everywhere on his social media accounts. And I'll see him post things about how he like pretty much every night will drink a beer or like every once in a while he'll get drunk or every once in a while he'll have cheat day, like heavy cheat days or weekends. And he talks about how when you have those days, you have to think about it like I'm, you're not off track. Like it's part of it. It's part of the process, right? And I think that's something important that I need to start incorporating. Granted, I am doing 75 hard, so it's hard for me to do some of that right now. But uh, just because I think a lot of times I've looked at food or missing a workout and being like, if I miss this, like I'm screwed for like a month and I have to catch up now, you know. But it's like, yeah, if you miss something, you miss it. I think that's just part of it. You're not off track. You might have just taken a little veer in the road, right? And so I think going like back to your original question, Josh, of like what to do when you're mentally off your game, and I'll let you elaborate on this too, but I think the first thing you understand is that like the things you've accomplished in the past are just like things you can look back on at this point, but I don't think you need to ever think like, oh, I was at this point. I was in this specific shape at one point in my life. I need to be at that again. I think you should just like think of a new goal or way of looking at yourself, you know, and just try to aim for that version, just a little bit better than what you are now and start there. Don't try to set it super high. Like, I mean, obviously if we went out right now and tried to run 50 miles, we couldn't do it. Right. I don't even think I could go out and run 10 miles, honestly. Uh, But I can go out and do five. So, and that's where I'm at personally, and I'm just kind of regrowing things up, you know? So I think that you need to look at it that way and kind of set different types of goals and understand that it's okay to be kind of off track right now. I don't know if you want to elaborate on why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Yeah, well, no, I'm not feeling that way anymore. I typed it when I was feeling that way. Um, And I don't know, it's just like everybody goes through like ruts you know, like weeks where they just can't get themselves to do certain things. You're not uh, performing the way you want to perform, that sort of a thing. But um, something that's helped me kind of get back into it is thinking about, you know, like an example is I uh, I like beer. I like to drink beer. Um, and I, maybe it's a bad example because it's like alcohol which is poison for your body and that sort of a thing. But like, I, why should I stop myself from drinking beer responsibly, obviously, you know, not like pounding a six pack every day, every night with dinner. But like, why should I stop myself doing something that I love to do? But like, I'm not, you know, even though it's not helping me get better technically, physically, because I love to run, but I wouldn't stop myself from doing that, you know, like it, it's like a mental thing where it helps you those cheat days and things that he talks about thinking about it in that way is more mentally healthy. I, I mean, you don't even have to call him a cheat day even really. It's like, this is something I enjoy 
So it's helping me toward my goal even more, you know, like instead of on a Friday, if it's a rest day or if it's a long run or something, I used to eat pizzas on Sundays after my long runs as like my cheat quote unquote, like reward. But it's, it's thinking about it as more of like a mentally healthy thing for me in my instance where like I want to continue to enjoy this path that I'm on and you know you do it in moderation and you do it the right way but I, I don't know if you are too hard on yourself if you are too strict on yourself especially then you can't really enjoy the goal that you're working and Kate love that, make sense? that a lot too actually the mental game and everything Although I think it is funny right. too, because I am I'm talking about this a lot, and I am doing 75 hard right now, and I think that like because I don't have any cheat days, or and I don't have I can't drink, you know, and if I miss a workout, I do like lose. But it's a, this is like a different journey for me right now. I'm not really aiming for any fitness goal. I'm kind of just like. I want to see what this is like. I don't know. So it's a different situation, but I think it's worth mentioning there that after this, I'm definitely going to have cheat days and eat the way I want. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just knowing what you're doing. I yes. Guess. Being aware. Right? I mean, you said you mentioned beer for me. It's coffee, dude. I've been drinking I've been drinking loads of coffee every day, bro. Literally every day. Except for I've only had two cups today. So, uh, swag. And I made a rule, although I, like, like we were just saying, you don't really need Jeez. to do this, but I found that it helped me to just continue to drink coffee and not feel bad about it. Made a rule that after the first cup, I can't use creamer and I have to drink it black. So, A, it's teaching me to appreciate coffee more. And B, um, I'm not drinking those, uh, creamer creamer <laughs> calories all the time but uh yeah that's that's all i had to talk about in that area so i think we covered a lot of sweet stuff today i'm pumped all right on to the next i think thing. i got this on lock for the dub this week we need to revisit the plan for like um what the punishment per se is you know yeah and I, I i was actually so another thing i want to start running without headphones because it makes you okay you know what tangent i'm gonna talk about this so i was listening to the two minnesotans podcast today and uh chase and ian i mean i don't think they'll care if i say their names we've said it before and you know they blub names all blabber out names all the time but anyways it was it was a really good episode it was really funny as normal chase was quite intoxicated it was it was a good time but anyways at the end it was almost like chase was having like a deep like drunk conversation josh you know like one of those like mm -hmm. like late night like drunk conversations types of things if you have ever drank out yeah. probably probably know what i'm talking about and it was, it was just funny to listen to him because he's like ian what song like like represents how you feel in life like what song if you had to pick one song represents your like life story and i was like oh boy and Chase went on to talk about like how uh, it's called Three Year Old or something by Eric Church is his song. And I won't I won't talk about why you can go listen to the episode to learn that. But Ian talked about Car Radio by 21 Pilots and his reasoning. <laughs> no, his reasoning was super interesting. I mean, we think because he was I saying how it. he was saying how like. He doesn't really he finds more of that type of message in movies, I guess. But he was saying how like if you think about the song, like they talk about how, oh, someone stole their car radio. Sure, that sucks, but now I have to sit in just quiet silence with myself and think, right? And the point of this whole story <laughs> looping back, it was a deeper meaning. The point of this whole story though is that they were saying you should find an area so you can do that sometimes because it's kind of good for you to just be alone with yourself. And I was thinking about that and how it's running for me. And I need to spend more time mm -hmm. not wearing headphones while I'm running so I can be in that state where I just like, I'm always thinking about the next thing, but in running, it's kind of like, I can't, I'm just doing this one thing. I need to focus on it type of thing. 
And then to loop this back to my original point about the accountability checks, I was thinking the other day on my run, how cool would it be if there was some kind of like accountability group? So stay tuned, everyone. I might I might try to create something Ooh. where every like couple weeks, a group of people and anyone could be invited will just meet and talk about different like goals or things they're trying to accomplish. I have one person in particular that I want to be a part of it and I need to talk to them first kind of see what their thought is on it but yeah if that's anything that's interesting to anyone you should email us or dm us and we'll see what we can do but accountability checks with the jjn bros i'm gonna cool. go ahead and say my accountability goals now <laughs> so last week it was uh it was a gallon of water every day and two 45 minute workouts every day there those are two portions of the 40, 75 hard challenge i'm doing right now i passed both and i am still going strong on 75 hard Saturday will be three weeks, and you know what they say: after three weeks, you formed you formed a habit. So we'll see what happens. Now I only have like I'm closing in on having only fifty days left. Next week will be that mile marker, so I'm pumped. It's crazy how fast the time's going. But uh, I don't remember what I was going to say. I'm not. I lost my train of thought. So Josh, go ahead. My two goals were: get up by six a.m. every weekday and no missing or moving any of Nick's workouts for my 5K training. Uh, I did accomplish the 6 a.m. one, and it felt so good. That was one of the other things that helped me get kind of mentally back on my game. And like two days ago, I happened to wake up at 4.30, and I thought that it was 5.30, but I like got up, went to the bathroom, and then I checked the time, and I was like, oh, it's actually only like 4.30. And I was like... Well, I could go back to bed and sleep for another 80 minutes or so. But I talked myself out of it because I was standing up and I was pretty awake. And I was like, well, let's just go get some stuff done. And I read a bunch. I did a workout. I edited a bunch of stuff. And then by the time I was done with, I think I finished everything on my checklist except for one thing for the day. And it was like 715 and I felt so good. But that's what I had been doing getting up before six. I had been getting a lot of stuff done again. So that felt good. I did not get no missing or moving any of Nick's workouts because the day after I set that goal, I decided I was done running. And I will not be running until October because my knee was so messed up and it was just not getting better for months. And I decided that I need to bite the bullet and suck it up and truly rest my knee and it feels like it's getting better and i could definitely go for a run and i don't think it would hurt but in a week i bet it would hurt again if i started running right now and i just didn't want to fall into like what a lot of high schoolers fall into i think and not properly recover and then stay injured and only you know be able to do so well when if they would have just recovered and spent that month not running and putting pressure on their whatever that injury is even though they weren't running they probably would have come back they wouldn't have a nagging injury and they would be doing better than they were so i was thinking of it that way and i said you know what i think i have a better chance of pring my 5k if i just bite the bullet now and rest my knee than if i have a nagging injury and try to fight through it so that's what i'm doing and let me tell you it sucks i want to run so bad <laughs> But I can't. So yeah, I, I might that be in one. your boat soon, Josh. We'll see what happens with my. So this is the aftermath of ultra running. So everyone listening to you, to us, you need to take rest. Yeah, I didn't rest enough after the fifty. So now I'm doing upper body workouts and icing my leg a lot more, and just trying to you know sleep properly and and get better so I can PR. Nick. My goals were get organized for like all my online uh, tasks, schoolwork, and yeah, I, I did that. I just basically my planner that I had sucks. So I got a journal and just kind of, I just like writing stuff in there now. It's better. There you go. My other goal was to explore campus five times and I failed. To be fair, I was quarantined, but yeah, 
I won't get into that. All right. So I think it's only fair if I get to do that one again. <laughs> yeah, a retry? Sure. I guess that's you could try it again, yeah. And then I was thinking about my other goal. And ever since I got here, I've been having a hard time like eating strictly plant-based, but I want to. Sure. But it's kind of hard in like the dining hall because like you don't it's not like normal. It's not like a normal. It is normal, but like it's different this year with like the virus and everything. You can't just like necessarily always just get what you want, but I think it is possible to eat completely vegan there, but I don't know. I just want to figure out a way how I can eat strictly plant-based foods while I'm at school so I can keep that up if that's fine. Yeah. All right. Yep. My two are to report it to us. Read 10 hours total of either my nutrition or personal training book. And then my other goal is to start not looking at my phone until after I read and have coffee coffee every morning. That's a great goal. Because I want I want to start my day as a creator rather yep. than a absorber. I'm not quite Although there I yet. Guess reading is absorbing, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I I try to make a point to do that when I get up in the morning and read or whatever first before checking phone stuff yeah i'd like to start because right now i'm running later so i do stuff on my computer for like an hour before i go for my morning run or workout and i would like to be able to run after i read and have coffee immediately like i was back in the day because then i can have like two hours where i'm really not looking at literally anything besides myself when i want to do but it's getting dark already and that's a whole different discussion so well my two goals are i just bought a book i want to research like saving money and investing better so i bought a book to read and i want to finish that book and the other one is to get my business's social media back on track because for a while i was doing good and then i fell off and i would like to get back into it and just start using it again so that's that. Last from the past. Well, all right. This week, I'm bringing you a great story of Nick and I. I don't remember how old we were. Uh, I'd say probably like, I don't know, 12 and 8 maybe. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't think I was in middle. I definitely wasn't in middle school. So I must have been younger than that. But... I don't remember where this idea came from, but we both had long hair and I decided it would be a good idea to trim our bangs so that we could see better. And for those of you who don't know what bangs are, they're the front portion of your hair that hang down in front of your eyes. And I thought, well, I like worst case scenario, I'll just brush it back and we'll look normal if it looks bad. But so we got our hair wet. And they cut off, like, all of our bangs, like, completely to the scalp. So there just wasn't oh bangs gosh. there anymore. And <laughs> then it dried. It didn't look that bad when it was wet, but then it dried. And Nick and I looked like a couple of weirdos. <laughs> Do you have pictures and... of that? I never saw this. No, we was don't Was I have in college pictures. or something? No. No, no dude, you we were, like, young. We were so young. And I don't even remember happened. why I had – I think – I think I was like kind of concerned about how my hair looked. So I was like, well, if I get Nick to do it, then we'll both look like dudes if things are looking bad. So I was like, well, I just remember this. he was like, I swear you were like, this is like cool. You should do this. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I probably saw it on a YouTube video or something, but our parents weren't too happy about that. And then I got ended up just shaving so our heads because, because it looked so bad. So we got buzz cuts. Yeah, Should have made you go to school like that or something. Just to... no. He was he was like laughing about. It. He's like, we should make them go to 
I think it was summer. I think we were about to leave for camp, actually. I think she, he was like, we should make them go to camp like that. <laughs> As a joke, yeah. Well, another week, another episode. It's been fun. It's been real. It hasn't been real fun. So long. Oh, last thing. Oh. One last thing. If you haven't signed up for the Loki 5K, do it. We got, I think, like, I think there's 10 of us now. We're going to have two different groups going uh in different locations so if you haven't signed up yet sign up hit us up we'll get you in a group we'll all run together social distancing sweet peace out all right see ya bye